You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. And I'd like to think that I'm showing my kids that they can do anything that they want, that whatever they want to achieve, they can, and that hard work pays off. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Well, here we are now. Well, here we are. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This, um, this episode is so interesting to me because, well, for one thing, we haven't had a guest on since like January and it's like, it's a fun guest. Like I am, I feel very honored that we got to interview her. The term is fangirling, but well, that because, was you. <laughs> but because, uh, well, I'm not a girl. I'm fanboying. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, both Brittany and I have had the privilege of partnering up with Sport Check, which mm-hmm. is ironic, actually. Tell me why. Because, <laughs> well, it's ironic because I worked for Sport Check and you worked for Sport Check. I know it was my first job. Like, was it your first job? It was, it was my not first... my first job. Oh, it was my first job, but. It was a shame that we never worked together. Mm-hmm. I um I loved the job to be honest because, first of all, everybody when I was working there was just like super chill. Like we they did train us a lot. Like I learned so, learned I learned so much about shoes because they put me in the shoe department. And my mom is a runner. Like she loved to run, and I would come home and I'd be like, well, "What kind of shoe are you looking for?" Because I'd have all this knowledge. But everyone was just like so easygoing there, and like they just loved to work. It was a perfect job for me because my friends were all athletes, and they all wanted the products that we had to sell. So yeah. I got to talk to my friends and, and work, sell and all, work. all day long. Low key, one of my favorite things to do at work was: um, Did you get to ever use that folding thing? to fold the shirts it was like this it, i know exactly what it is it's I, like the plastic flip yeah flip, yeah flip, yeah, flip, yeah. Flip. all of the all of the shirts looked so mint i'm no. like i'll take folds that was vicky's job she wouldn't let me touch it oh i was i loved anyways that. more importantly because we are working with sport check to elevate sports in the families mm-hmm. we have the privilege of working with one of their brand ambassadors mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Super great. Uh, On this episode, we have uh, Megan Mickelson, Mm -hmm. multi-time, multi-time gold medalist. Multi-gold medalist. Multiple Multiple gold medalist. (laughs) She won gold a whole bunch of times. Team Canada, uh, 
Olympic champion, multiple Olympic champion, multiple mm-hmm. world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I believe she finished second in the amazing race. Like this, this, uh, we're just, I was fanboying. Okay. Ryan's like already, we already had the interview and he's like, <laughs> I was fanboying yeah, and I don't cute. care. I was stuttering. It is what it is. She's so lovely too. Unbelievable. Like the, the lessons, like, as we do, we really dive into her connection between sport and, and children and parenting and like Life. kind of, yeah. And just what the lessons that she's learned through such an intense space in her life, like her job is so intense. And she really speaks to us about those transferable skills that she's learned from sport to taking it just to into her life, into her work, into her parenting. And it was very, very enlightening. For me, Um, I was looking forward to this because it's the first time that we got to talk about sports on this podcast. That's not true. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Our podcast isn't about sports. No, but we've like, we've spoken about like a little bit, but we're also just coming into the world. I like world. sports and I don't care who knows. We're just coming into the world of organized sports because Riley is now into cheer, which we've talked about multiple times, but like this year she's just finished cheer and we've already noticed such a big impact on like just what it's, what it's about to be part of a team and how close these friendships are and how you carry them throughout like your childhood. And, and really like you're experiencing something with these, with these people, your teammates that you don't get with other friends. And we've never talked about this before, but I was talking to, um, another friend of mine who actually was a cheerleader, um, for the exact same team that Riley cheers for. And, She said, you know, not only did it like teach me all of these lessons about teamwork and, you know, uh, discipline, but as a parent, my, my parents were so happy that I had this thing that I was committed to because it kept me out of trouble. It taught me like discipline and it really allowed me to focus in on something that like, that maybe I could have had my energy put somewhere else. And as a teenager, I'm just like. I'm going to be super grateful for that because you're right on a, on a Friday night, she's hopefully not going to be out crazy, crazy partying, doing, being irresponsible because she has a meet the next morning. She has a competition. You know, for me, what I love and the reason I think I'm so emotional when it came to Riley's sports is I, I take myself back to the very first practice that Riley attended on her team. So she was selected to be on this team. And so many of her teammates were on the team the year prior. Mm-hmm. They knew each other. They had this background of relatedness. They they laughed at each other. They knew and each other's so jokes. She was so nervous. She was so nervous. She was in the corner and she focused entirely on what her job was. Mm-hmm. And throughout the year, when every time I went to her practice, all I kept, I'm like, just make friends. Yeah. Just make, please make friends, right? Please make friends. I saw how committed she was to getting it right because the big thing about Riley, and, and this is the big takeaway I had early on, was she kept saying, every time someone makes a mistake, we have to do push ups. I don't want to be the reason that they're doing the push ups. What I realized was she didn't have any friends and didn't want to be the scapegoat for why they're doing push ups because she knew yeah. that that would lead to her not having friends. Every single time, I just, please, Riley, make a friend today. Please make a friend today. 
they lost their first tournament. They came in last their first tournament. They came in last their second tournament. And then they won two tournaments in a row mm-hmm. and finished second in nationals. Like a national championship. <sighs> the they progression of this team was so fun to watch. Like it was absolutely. And you're right. Like we're so emotional at these because we saw where she started to where she is today. But what, what blew me away and what was what made me so emotional wasn't the fact that they came together as a team and, and performed. Mm-hmm. It was when the competition ended and they had three minutes to do their comp and then their music stops and they get up and they, they jump on each other and yeah. they cheer together. It went from Riley walking off the stage to Riley cheering with her team. Yeah. And for me, it was like, she got it. Mm-hmm. She got the one thing that I wanted so desperately for her to get. By was, playing a, by playing a sport. Was to belong to a team. Yeah. To not only participate and, and be a, a contributing factor to a team, but to actually get what it's like to be on a team. So powerful. It was so amazing. I didn't get that because I, I was in swimming and I swam alone. <laughs> So yeah. that I couldn't talk to anybody. No one was cheering for me because th- I was drowning. And you had your head thing on. No one so jumped on me at the it. end. I was, <laughs> I was just at the bottom of the pool <laughs> trying to breathe. You know, for me, for me, the sports and having this conversation, <laughs> obviously me. I was the only male in the room today. Um, and a lot of the conversations we had talked about motherhood and being a girl and all yeah, that. And, and like so super impactful. But last night was the NFL draft. And right now we are we are in a situation, um, we are in a situation time wise, sports wise, where like literally everything's coming together. The NBA uh, finals are are coming up. The NHL finals are coming up. Baseball just started. Golf is in the swing of things. Football just had the NFL draft. What I've come to realize is this: we talked about this on the podcast numerous times. Mm-hmm. Men. And I'm not saying all men, I'm not painting everyone with a brush, but for the most this part... This is a generalized blanket statement, okay? For the most part, a lot of men are not good at planning. And and because we're not good at planning, what we often don't not do... Not good at planning social outings. Yes. Yeah. yeah we're good at planning. We're planners. <laughs> okay. I learned that. You know, I learned how to be a planner. <laughs> sure. Anyways, we're not good at planning social events. So very rarely do we see each other. And as we grow and as we build families and build our careers... We really zero in on the things that we can take that we can control and manage, and often we forget about our friendships. Mm-hmm. I have talked to my friends, a group of friends, more in the last three weeks since the playoffs have started and since all of these things pre-draft came in than I have talked to them all winter long. And what I've realized was the one thing that always brings me and my boys together mm-hmm. is sports, mm-hmm. because the truth of the matter is. We do not talk about our wives ever. We do not talk about our kids ever. Very rarely do we talk about, unless we're in the same industry, do we ever talk about our jobs. Mm -hmm. Being a man, and I... Like, so what's good? Being a man (laughs) is very... It's lonely. I'm not going to lie. It's lonely. Because all of these things that you you experience on a day-to-day basis that matter to you, you don't talk to anyone about it. Mm -hmm. Or if you do, it's very like, yeah, they're good. It's surface level. Yeah. Yeah. How's work? It's good. Right. The one thing that we all have, not all, but the majority of men have that's common that we can talk about is sports. Whether you play it, whether you watch it, whether like you're right, like it definitely brings you all together. And it's something that you can talk about that isn't that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. But like you think about it, even from like a physical standpoint, if you played hockey, which I didn't play hockey, 
You have men's hockey. You have men's basketball leagues. You have you have uh, drinking beer leagues. Like sports bring men together. They bring everyone together, but I'm talking specifically mm-hmm. in my world. They bring us together. But not even if we play them, we just get have something to talk about. Right. And like golf season's coming up. And now here we are planning a, a, a men's weekend for golf. <laughs> Hold on. Before you, I just need to tell this really quick story about uh, that because. Okay. So uh, listen, first of all, I'm so proud of Ryan because he, ne- I'm always like, you need to make more plans. Like go hang out with your friends because I have a very healthy social life and I'll like Ryan just doesn't do it. If his friends reach out and we're like, hey, do you want to get together? He's like, yeah, cool. I'll be there. But he just is not one to plan. So he's like, Brett, like I planned this two day golfing extravaganza. Two and a half days. Oh my God. Extravaganza in the summer. So I'm like, so he's like telling me, me, I was just telling Jamie about this. So he's telling me all the details. He's like telling me who he's inviting. And I'm like, yes, yes. I love this for you. And then, and then you start to tell me, um, how you're setting up the golf teams and how they are transitioning into the teams later on for like beer pump Ryan. It was a 17 minute conversation. You know, those movies where it's like someone's trying to work out something and then they put all of that math all over the screen. I stopped listening, like honestly, minute two. And at the end I was like, I love you, but honestly, I do not care about this. Like, I love you so much, but I don't care about the details. You're like, well, I guess I'll just go screw myself then. But at the end of the day, so proud of you that you're doing this. It's just like you, you were explaining things to me that I was like, I have no idea what you're saying. Like zero idea what you're saying. But you were like, and then this person's going to play with this person. Then the last person to leave on this team is with the first team. And then it's going to, it was like a American Ninja Warrior when they like do all of those like team things at the end. Oh, I cannot tell you how I would just wanted you to stop talking. (laughs) Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. 
They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Yeah, well, I understand. I like get right it. now? Yeah, like I get it. Anyways. I totally understand it. All you need to know is it's well organized. Yes, it's very, well thought out. Very well organized. It creates participation. It creates camaraderie. Yes. It creates competitiveness. It is the epitome of what we would be looking for from a male weekend, uh, like a, a yeah, guy's yeah. weekend. Brass, brass. And we're going to get that. Yeah. Because I'm just hoping you explain the rules. Like, I hope you condense it. You know what I mean? Like the I hope rules you don't are so come... simple. You don't. Here's no, no. Here's don't, what please don't go I'm into not going to get into them. Okay, I'm not, I promise you, I'm not going to get into them. We don't have enough time. I'm not going to get into them. But here's the thing: these rules are so simplistic no, that when I sit down with the boys and I say, "Here's what it's going to be like," I'm going to say it, and they're going to be like, "Got it? Yeah, okay. Let's go." They're going to be like, uh, "Why did you tell us that in three different languages?" <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, all I'm saying, and it doesn't matter. Sports. Sports are extremely important. What Riley got this year is literally what made me cry more than anything else. And I will say this, like as someone who, and I don't want to knock the education system, I'm not going to knock the education system. Let's be very clear. I understand you're a teacher. I understand that you went through school and education is extremely important to you. Stop petting me. I am not someone who connected with school and the education system uh, at at a very high level. And I can tell you that when I was younger and I left the school world and I finished my my uh, sporting life, I didn't know where I stood in the world. Mm-hmm. I really lost. did not know where I stood in the world because I didn't have a piece of paper that validated my knowledge. But what I did have was leadership skills. Mm-hmm. What I did have was confidence. What I did have was work ethic. What I did have was the tools necessary to grind, to have a vision, to have a goal and see it through. And I knew if someone gave me the chance, I would prove myself. Right. And I knew that I got that from sports. Mm-hmm. Like I knew more than anything else, I'm going to win at whatever you throw at me because I'm going to learn the rules. I'm going to learn the players. I'm going to figure out how to win this game. And then I'm going to outwork everybody. Why? Because from the age of eight to the age of 19, that is literally my life was competing, 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 working with the team. Life lesson, life lesson, life Constantly. And it's such a transferable skill set for me. And I attribute where we are in our lives to, well, you obviously, and, and to that, that aspect of it. And I can say this wholeheartedly with, and this is not to impress anybody. It's more along the lines to impress upon people. I have not had a single interview where I handed in a resume mm-hmm. because my work ethic got me a job, which got me a job, yeah. which got me a job, which got me a job, which put me into the position that we are in today. 
And I do not have something on my wall that validates that. Mm -hmm. All I have is my ability to perform. And I got that from sports. And sports is so important to me. So the idea that we had the opportunity to have this conversation on this platform three years into our podcast, I was so excited. I am so excited. And uh, yeah, let's let's jump into Megan Mickelson. Let's get into it. Shall we? Shall we go for it? (laughs) Okay. We have we have such a special guest. You know what's so funny? We haven't had a guest in months. Like we're very very particular about our guests. So we have Megan Mickelson here today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Wow, what an honor. Honestly, we were like, if it's not Megan, we don't want her. What an un- unbelievable opportunity to speak with a world, multi-world champion uh, in in a Canadian sport that we love so much, which is hockey. Does it ever feel like weird to think about your, like, are, is it still shocking to like when people introduce you or you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Or are you like, yeah, no, it's me. It's definitely weird. Like even when you just said that, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, that's cool. Um, I think you know, obviously we set goals for ourselves and dreams. And it was a dream since I was a little girl to play in the Olympics and win a world world championship. So I think when I still hear it now, it's like, wow, that's really, that's really cool. So Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Well, you earned that, uh, edification is something that's not given to people and, uh, either as a gold medal at a, at a world scene. So multiple, multiple world champion and multiple gold medalist. So let's jump right into it because I know that your time is limited and thank you so much for jumping on to this and, and giving us and our community the opportunity to, uh, to have this conversation. Pick with your you. brain. Yeah. Sports is so important to us as a, as a family. Sports is so important, obviously, to you and your partnership with SportCheck. Uh, so mm-hmm. we just wanted to have a quick powwow with you on some of the things that um, you know separate sports from the rest of the world in terms of opportunities to find yourself and discover yourself and and grow and expand. So really quickly, do you want to just give a, a brief overview? We know who you are current, but now you're evolving into this new version of yourself, post-hockey, you, somewhat post-hockey. What can are you, you just, up to? Can you just update us where you're at right now? Yeah, so I played this year in uh, with the PWHPA, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, after uh, playing in the World Championships last fall. So I'm uh, I'm in a an interesting space right now of kind of deciding what's next. Uh, have my my two kiddos. I'm working as an NHL analyst for uh, Sportsnet, covering the Calgary Flames primarily. Uh, also have done some work with TNT, uh, a U.S. network. So that's kind of my I call it my side hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, outside of hockey, uh, and then I'm also currently doing my MBA. Wow. So lots on the go, lots on the go. Um, You're like, I'm I don't sure sleep. A lot of parents can relate to. Um, Maybe yeah, not that much. Yeah, <laughs> I, do. I don't know if there's a lot of parents that can relate to what you just described. We're like, we're so busy. Yeah, and Megan's yeah, that like, makes you know, I actually work 23 hours a day. And we're like, oh, well, we're lazy in comparison. Oh, and by the way, I forgot. Yeah, I'm no. working on my MBA. Hmm. <laughs> that, that too. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So speaking, okay. So you have two children. How old are your children? My son is seven and a half, Calder, okay. and my daughter is four and her name's Berkeley. Oh my God. I just want to interrupt for one second. I know As gonna, you do. I know you're going to get into something really cool, but I have one really specific. Were you not born in Edmonton? 
I was born just outside Edmonton in St. Albert. Yes. So did you grow up as an Oilers fan? Look at her face. And now you're covering yeah. the flames. Oh. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I love it. I, I actually, it. I covered a game at the end of December and it was the Battle of Alberta. Oh so it's always That's interesting so when that happens, like the the responses I get on social media from the mm-hmm. people in Edmonton and the people in Calgary. Anyways, it's, yeah. Hide, hide the Edmonton tattoo while you speak yeah. on behalf yeah. of the flames. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Sorry, Brittany. I had to ask that no, question. No, that's fine. I love it. Okay. So you've got two kids and we, so our daughter who just turned nine, we uh, were introduced to the world of cheerleading this year. And it's like a very, very mm. competitive sport. Like we had no idea. Um, so we are just learning. Uh, there's a lot of correlations between team sports and parenting, right? And so I can only assume that you have literally such an in-depth knowledge of this because as a professional athlete and a mom, I'm sure there's a lot of crossover from what you've learned in your years of being on a team to parenting. And we're just wondering if you could share with us some of like things that you felt were transferable um, that you learned while playing sports. And then as you've taken into parenting to teach your own kids? Yeah, I mean, like when it comes to parenting specifically, I think that one of the lessons that I've learned is being flexible Mm. um, and being able to adapt quickly um, Mm. and very often to, you know, what what we're dealing with. Obviously, as parents, things are always changing and uh, different balls are being thrown at us and we're constantly having to pivot. And I think as an athlete, that was something that I was always used to. Uh, especially, you know, throughout the course of a 60 minute hockey game, there's, you know, a lot of things that happen that you have to be able to, to deal with, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's, if it's adversity injuries, um, you know, any of that being able to, to pivot and to run with it and to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so as, as a parent, that's, I think I like to think that that's a skill (laughs) that I've brought over. Obviously nobody's perfect. So there's, there's times where the pivot doesn't happen quickly at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's definitely one thing. Another for me is, uh, you know, we don't, we don't think about it too often. I don't think is riding the highs and the lows. Mm. I think, you know, it's (laughs) throughout the course of a day as a parent, like there's, there's highs and there's lows, right? Like one minute, my daughter is screaming her head off and, you know, I feel like I'm going to rip my hair out and, you know, things can't get any worse. The house is a mess. There's laundry everywhere. Dinner has to be cooked, whatever. And then 10 minutes later, she's cuddling me saying, oh, mommy, I love you so much. And you're like, oh, my life's the yes. best. My heart's so full. So, yeah. um, but it's it's riding those waves um, and never getting too high and never getting <laughs> too low. And I think that in sport, uh, you know, that happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, you have to, you know, make sure that you're kind of, you're keeping an even keel, uh, recognizing, you know, any low points and emotions there, high points, emotions there. Uh, and just kind of, you know, trying to keep a, a, an even keel. But, you know, I also think of all the lessons that I've taken away from sport, right. like in terms of teamwork and yes. leadership, communication, uh, being able to, like I said, handle adversity, uh, time management, dedication, mm. motivation, like the list is endless. Right. You could, we could probably talk for hours about it. Um, And that's why I think it's so important for me as a parent to have my kids in sport Mm -hmm. because I have seen and felt all of those lessons and how they have benefited me in my life outside of sport. 
mm-hmm. whether it's in business or work or TV, uh, in, in doing my MBA. Uh, so that's why I really felt it was important to get my kids involved at, in sport from a young age. I have a ton of questions as an ath- as an athlete, but as an avid watcher who has watched, I, I, your career fascinates me. Very rarely. Why are you like fangirling right now? <laughs> it is what it is. Get over it, Brittany. Uh, it, it fascinates me because there are, as a male athlete, <clears throat> we don't experience some of the things that female athletes experience. And I know Brittany's going to touch on that. And it's not my place to have the conversation because it's not relatable for me. So I'll let Brittany take it. But one thing that really fascinates me with getting to the level that you got to is when you're trying out for Team Canada, everybody that's in the tryout is your competition. Mm-hmm. You are literally competing against these women for a job and for an opportunity to represent your country. As soon as that team is picked, that competition becomes teammates. And then as soon as that te- they become teammates, you now have to learn to win with someone who five minutes earlier was literally an enemy of yours. What is it like to go from frenemy to teammate to <laughs> literally you have something as an Olympic champion with that other individual that nobody can understand. It's a sisterhood. We call it a brotherhood. Uh, what is it like to go through that transition? Because in the world, real world, work-wise, sometimes we don't work with people that we like. Right. It's but like we still have to win. Yeah, your coworkers, right? Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. <laughs> just try Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I think when I was young and I was, when I was a younger athlete, I saw it that way as like, these are people I was competing with. And, and at the end of the day, yes, you are competing with them. But one really important lesson that I learned was that once you, if you take the focus off of that and put the focus on making others around you better, mm. you actually perform better yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're focusing on who you're competing with, who you're up against and how they're performing versus how you're performing, that takes away mm-hmm. from your own performance. And I think that's no matter what we're doing, that's the truth. So once you focus on, and you know, I, re- I really, really felt this later on in my career that once I started thinking about how can I make others around me better, that, that, that made me better. That is also. such an important, I feel like transferable skills to even like teach your kids because you're yes. setting them up for success, but you're also setting them up to be like a great team player. Like if you are in a job where your team has to handle a certain project and people are being competitive about it, maybe there's commissions or whatever, 
to give your children these these skills, these transferable skills, I feel like is unmatched. And you like where else are you going to find that other than sport? Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. And it's and it's the the constant exposure that you get to it in sport as well, right? It's yeah. literally every single practice and every every single day that you know they're going into that and and they're experiencing those things, but you know, I think that that's really something that that's probably one of the most important lessons that I've learned over the course of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and once you, you focus on making others around you better, it makes the team better. And I then it, it really, it makes it so much easier to go from, yes, we're competing against each other for spots on a team to being a part of a team and trying to win together. It takes away that, that middle part, you know, right. like, like you talked about of having to kind of shift your mindset when, if that is your focus is making others better and, and making the team better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just makes it so much easier and so much more enjoyable. Yeah. So much more like enjoyable and less stressful. Less pressure too, like on you as an individual, if everybody has the same mindset of like as a team, let's make sure that we're all like, I'm trying to make you better. You're trying to make me better. It's taking the pressure off of yourself to be like, if you don't play your best, you're going to let your team down, right? Exactly. Like that's a huge shift in the mindset. I love the idea of pressure because <clears throat> in my sports journey in terms of watching, because I stopped playing sports when they told me yeah, I had you, to, you were don't <laughs> but, don't catch it. Ryan was going to go to the states anyways, for football. He's anyways, he's definitely like downplaying his cheerleader over here. Awesome, appreciate you immensely. Um, I find it fascinating because you play for a team, for a country in a sport that you are expected to win every time you touch the ice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every time. And I no knock on the other countries, but when it comes to women's uh, sports and specifically women's hockey, there are two nations in the world that are favored to win every single tournament they walk into. Mm-hmm. You've won more more than you've lost in these massive, massive tournaments. Our daughter just finished second in the nationals and apologized to us for losing. It was like so finishing hard. finishing second in the world or finishing second in the country is such an achievement. Yeah. When you're so used to winning and your children are so used to winning and your family's so used to watching you win, coming home with a silver medal in the Olympics, most mm. people, would that would be a dream come true. For the Team Canada and women's hockey, that is not the dream. What is it like to come home with a silver medal? That lesson to your kids, I think, is more important yeah. for me to learn than what it's like to come home with a gold medal. Yeah. What is it like coming home with a silver? So what am I favorite stories to tell from the Olympics was from 2018 when we won the silver medal. Um, Thank you. That's amazing. And yeah, well, I think, first of all, I think pressure is, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think it can be a good thing. It it pushes us and it makes us better as long as we, um, we handle it in the right capacity. But um, it was after, after we lost the game, right after we lost the game and I would always, um, we were in uh, South Korea and after every single game, I would go find my husband and my son in the stands and they were there. Uh, he's two and a half at the time. And so after the game, obviously, you know, we're, we're really upset. We lost, we feel like we let our country down, but I go and I find my husband and my son and I look up and my son is waving frantically, like with the biggest smile on his face. Hi, mommy. Hi, yeah. mommy. Like screaming. So cute. And that was 
actually a lesson that he gave me and like, okay, here's some perspective, right? You just won a silver medal at the Olympics representing your country mm-hmm. and you have your husband and your healthy, beautiful two and a half year old son in the mm-hmm. stands. Yeah. So I think for me, that was a really uh, important lesson that, you know, it's not, a, it's not about the wins and the losses. Mm-hmm. It's really not. There's so much more to sport than, you know, the medals and the trophies or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what you take away from it. And I, I think back on my career and the things that I remember, you like, yes, I remember winning. Yes, I remember losing. But the things that I remember the most are the experiences, the memories, uh, my teammates, and those moments with my teammates uh, and my family, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and and all of those lessons that I've, I've taken away from sport. So that was a, that was a pivotal moment, I would say, in in Mm -hmm. my career and how I view sport uh, and the importance of it. And just a it was like a massive dose of perspective, just like yeah. slapped me across the face in that moment. It was like, okay. So important. You know, it's not um, about the color of the medal and right. And all but I, I, I love how you said won. you won the gold, uh, the, the won silver. the silver medal mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. often it's looked at as you lost the gold. Yeah. But you had to get, you had to get to the championship game. You, you earned silver. There's only one team that gets silver. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. such a, it's such a cool thing that you said that, that, too, that you guys yeah. are silver. I, uh, and it's, I think we're really lucky, too, that, you know, at the Olympics, you're with all of these other sports. Right. And so you're with a luge athlete that is, like, over the moon if they win a bronze medal. And, and whenever, you know, if we would win gold or silver, and they're so excited for us. Or I yeah. remember um, one skeleton athlete got fourth. Mm-hmm. And was so unbelievably happy. And it was like, at at first, I'm like, well, you didn't even get a medal. But it was like, <laughs> personal best time. Like, <laughs> thinking back on it, I'm, that's a personal best time. Uh, uh, a sport that historically we don't typically do that well in. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, watching them celebrate with their coach and their team. It's like, it was, you know, it's we're really lucky that we get to be around all the other athletes, mm-hmm. um, and recognize that it's not, it's not just about the medals. Going back quickly, um, about your son, when he was watching you play, I, I want to talk about this because I feel like a mom who isn't a professional athlete deals with, but mom. you were a great swimmer, Brittany. <laughs> just kidding. I had, to, I had to, I had to. It was a lonely sport. It's fine. <laughs> um, so being a mom who isn't currently an athlete or not in like a sport, I feel like moms in general know what it's like to experience immense amount of mom guilt. Now throw in mm. the fact that you have a tremendous amount of pressure doing like something insane, like going to the Olympics. Right. And I just, I'd love for you to speak on how you kind of balanced this situation of like really furthering and putting your career here and not being like, well, I'm a mom, so I'm not going to strive for that because I need to be a mom. And I just like, that is absolutely amazing to me that you still did all of these incredible things and were a mom, like Two so, times. so well, powerful. Thank you. So powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, mom guilt is real. It is very, very real. And I, I definitely have experienced it. 
and still do. I mean, I think, you know, as a, as a working parent, when you're, if you're busy and you're away from your kids and, you know, you miss a practice or you you miss anything, it's, Mm -hmm. you feel bad. And I think that that's natural. And I think, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a normal thing to feel. For me, I always try to think of it in the lens of their, like our kids watch everything we do. Mm -hmm. You guys know that, like literally everything we do. And part of our responsibility as parents is setting a positive example. So I try to think of it as, you know, say, you know, my daughter, for example, and she's watching me, uh, you know, compete at the international level and win a world championship. She's watching me work on TV in a male dominated sport. She's watching me, you know, get an MBA or a very high education. And I like to think that I'm showing my kids that they can do anything that they want, mm-hmm. that whatever they want to achieve, um, they can, Mm -hmm. and that hard work pays off. So, you know, instead of, you know, feeling guilty about it, even though I still do. And I think, like I said, that that's normal. I try to think of it as I'm showing them that, you know, I'm, I'm setting a really good example for them. I'm, I'm being a positive role model and showing them that they can do anything that they set their minds to. And that helps. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad you went with that angle because you're right. Like as your children get older, specifically your daughter, it's going to be so important for her to say like, or see that, you know, her mom also prioritized something that she worked really, really hard for and didn't have to Mm -hmm. give anything up. Like she just learned to balance like anything. Right. I mean, we're like, I mean, I don't, I don't have to go out and train for world championships, but like my daughter often is upset when I'm like, Oh, you're leaving again. If I'm just literally going Mm -hmm. to see my friends and I'm like, well, you know, like mommy, mommy deserves to do something for her. And although it does hurt my feelings because she's just stabbing me in the heart with the guilt, I'm like, you need to know when, when you're older, it's okay to prioritize your own mental health or your own goals. So I I love that you said that. Yeah, a thousand percent. And like, I love that, you know, that honesty, right? And saying, Mm -hmm. you you know, I need to do this for myself. And I think that when you when we do prioritize what we need, I think it makes us better parents. Agreed. As well at the end of the day. I have so many questions. I'd love to talk. I'd love to have a conversation about being a mom, <laughs> being a not, oh, yeah? like just being like birthing a child and then going from birthing a child into going back into your sport. I know you suffered a, a, a serious, serious knee injury, came back. Mm-hmm. And by the way, 37 is not old, uh, but being able to make a, a world championship team post injury, post childbirth at 37 is a difficult thing. I'd love to talk about those things. I know we don't have enough time, so I don't want to skip over this. We were doing some research on you and one of the posts that you had showed a statistic that one, that that girls are one and a half times more likely to quit their sport than boys are. Mm-hmm. Not everyone makes an Olympic team. Not everyone gets a gold medal put around their neck. But more often than not, people give up before they reach their peak. Mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. peak is whatever the level is. Why do you think it's critical for specifically for girls in sports to go as far as they can take their sport for themselves Mm -hmm. before giving it up. Yeah, I think, you know, that's, that's a really interesting question. And I think, you know, you think about, I think being a girl is hard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I say that in, in the most positive, best way possible. And I think being a teenage girl's heart, I think there's so many expectations um, around what you should or shouldn't be doing. And I think that that's played a, a big role in girls dropping out of sport. So I think it's, I think it's important for those of us who have been involved in sport, you know, I'm 38 years old, as long as I have, I think it's important for us. And we have a responsibility to those younger female athletes to show them the benefits mm-hmm. of staying in it and how good it is for you. So you know, I think that the message shouldn't be like, you should, you should keep doing this or you shouldn't keep doing this. I think it's, it's more around, you need to find what you love, mm-hmm. um, find what makes you happy, find what keeps you healthy, um, and do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, that, that's really important. Um, but like I said, just sharing, you know, for me sharing those, the messages of what I've taken away from sport and the lessons and, um, you know, competing as long as I have, I I think I have a responsibility to share that with others. Absolutely. Um, And just like, there's so many amazing things that you take away from sport. Even if you don't play at the highest level, like all of the lessons that I've learned, they could have, it could have been, you know, playing, you know, at a a mid-tier level. You know, and I think of a lot of the lessons that I've learned came from my younger years in sport as well that I've taken with me through the rest of my life. So I think that, you know, being healthy, being active, finding what it is that you love to do and your passion, I think that, you know, those are the important messages. Yeah. And I like, I mean, kind of furthering this too, if you really dissect that situation of maybe just encouraging them to continue, maybe not at like, don't ever stop, but just continue it. You look at like where you are now in your life post, um, like championship and you have these amazing goals for yourself and you're doing incredible things. Like you're on TV, you're an, you're an analyst. Like it's almost like you had all of this discipline, this determination, this, um, like you believed in yourself because of all the things you learned while you were doing sports that it's now giving you today as an adult, the confidence to pursue even more things that maybe you might not have had, had you not pushed yourself through all of that training and those things when you were younger, like it's just such a correlation. It's, it's awesome. For sure. And it's, it's also, I think one of the biggest things you take away from sport is that the zest for continuous learning Mm. and continuous growth. And I think that that's a big reason why I, I still, you know, am wanting to do different things and get better at different things is that's such a big lesson that we take away from sport is, is always wanting to be better and and to better ourselves Uh, and to take that away into life. Like Mm -hmm. that, that is so powerful. Yeah, totally agree. Well, Megan, I know that you're, uh, I just looked at the clock and I know that you are, um, up against that clock. She's a busy woman. Oh, that went by so fast. I know, uh, it's crazy. Eh? We are so appreciative of, of the fact that you've taken the time to have this conversation with ourselves and with our community. I know that this is going to transfer to a lot of people's households. And these are going to be conversations that parents get to have with each other. With I know, children. Um, we talked about it earlier on the podcast. I know that 
putting money into your kids' sports during these times is really tough uh, and it's difficult and it's a decision that parents have to make and it's a sacrifice that parents have to make. Uh, But listening to you, I think more than anything solidifies how important it is to to lean into their kids and to give their kids the opportunity to participate in sports and to participate in a team and that that has ripple effects throughout their entire lives that frankly, I don't think you can get from anywhere but sports. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for creating that space for us to have that conversation. And um, we're just so grateful that you were able to join us today. Oh, thank you guys. You have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. You guys too. Take care. Bye. everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.